Alright, episode 107, guys, of the Drewcast. I'm your host, Mellow15. My disembodied voice, my sweet old, my little sweet old disembodied boy over there. My little boy, just know there, right there, right there. As you guys could tell, we have a different backdrop today. I think it's kind of lit, bro. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's kind of a casual look. You know, we're not used to this kind of look. You know, usually behind me, there's like hella pot figures and why is this guy in his 30s with comic books and, you know, you're like a they, journeyman. they use, you know, yeah, yeah. But when you're, when you do what we've done for so long, there's no not doing a podcast. You know what I mean? Like we've done this for so long. There's like, hey, should we cancel this week? It's like, no, you, it, what Justin just said, I'm a journeyman. So, but yeah, um, I'm actually really excited about tonight, guys, because we're just going to get into like the stuff that. Um, you guys know me, man. I'm super obsessed with like space stuff, the unknown, stuff that makes you think, stuff that makes you ponder a little bit. We're actually going to start off, though, this week. We're going to start off with time travel. We've probably talked about it in, in the past, just in time travel, but I mean, 107 episodes. I'm pretty sure we, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we brought up time travel, but the one thing I do want to bring up, Justin, with in regards to time travel is... For the longest time growing up, I thought like time travel was like, oh no, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know why I land on the fence when it comes to time travel, you know, like I'm, I'm pretty sure like they've already proven that like, you know, if you go fast enough, you can go forward in time because, you know, whether you're in a craft or an object while you're going that fast, the people on the outside will age quicker than you. So yes, time travel is like theoretically real. The reason but my mind's been changed recently. And I'm not going to say that time travel isn't real, right? Because it clearly like it is. But I think going back in time and like doing stuff is where I kind of have to say to myself, I have to stop, right? I have to halt and be like, bro, I don't think we can do that. Now, the reason I say that though, right, is for you to go back in time and to change something, Right. I think the multiverse has to be real then. Now, the reason I say that is because I don't believe the universe would allow a single person to be able to go back and ruin the fabric of time and space with no consequences. Right. Like, I think the universe is probably or whoever designed it is like so smart. Why would it allow a human, you know, to go back in time and change things? When that can really mess up like space and time. Like, does that make sense? Like, imagine you're stuck that you like design this intricate life. Like life is such an intricate design. Everything is like crazy good. And then just a single, like, you know, just a somebody from a planet way off in the cosmos can just go back in time and change things. That's kind of why I said to myself, like, oh, then the multiverse would have to be real. Right? Cause I wanted to bring up one of my favorite paradoxes about time. I know it's probably the one that everybody knows. It's the grandfather paradox, right? Like you guys have seen Futurama where Fry goes back in time and, you know, he accidentally uh, sleeps with his grandma. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so the grandfather paradox. So it was basically if you were to go back in time and kill your grandfather, you wouldn't even be born to go back in time and kill your grandfather. So how would you even go back in the first place to kill your grandfather, right? I'm pretty sure you guys have all heard of that one. That one's kind of interesting because if you were to go back in time and kill your grandfather to test this paradox out, I think what would happen is you would come back in a different universe, 
That's why I believe the multiverse is real because the universe wouldn't allow you to be able to just go back and like ruin the fabric of space and time. Isn't that kind of what the premise of the butterfly effect is? Basically. It's like you can go back in time and do something and like fuck it up. But when you eventually make it back to the point where you traveled from, everything's just not the same. It's like way different. Yeah. And I think it has to be like that, bro. It, it has to be like that because I like life. I kind of, I know I keep referencing like movies and like TV shows, but that's kind of why I love the low key TV show. Because in it, he kind of explains it as like layers, right? Like we're at the base reality and every decision you make branches off into different ones. And I believe it kind of has to be the way because, again, the universe is so intricate. Why would it allow for a single human or a single form of life to be able to go back and like ruin everything? Like to me, that's why the multiverse makes all the sense because if, okay, yes, you can go back, right, and kill your grandfather, you can go back and, you know, ask that girl out, right? But then when you come back, you're not going to be in the same reality that you came from. And I think it's like literally, I, and I think that's kind of where the Mandela effect comes into play too a little bit, right? Like the Mandela effect, like, you know, most, and that the Mandela effect is kind of funny because you'll see people like, oh, the Jiffy peanut butter, right? Like, it's like, yeah, I get it. My favorite one though is the Bear, the Berenstain and B, Berenstain Bears. Like, that could explain the Mandela effect, too, right? Like, you go back and do something, and when you go back, you go back to a different reality, but our reality, something slightly changes, right? And then it's so small that everybody's like, oh, you know, bro, I remember Jiffy used to, and it's like, and it makes us look stupid, right? Because we should know that, right? Like, we should know... Hey, you know, Jiffy's always, or the Berenstein or Stain Bears have always been this way, right? And then you're like, oh, you know, and it makes people, I I think it's a result of that. But yeah, so, um, which made me question, if you could go back in time and visit anything, and we're going to have to keep it on Earth because obviously we don't know of any. I was just going to say that too. Um, I never actually thought about that until you just mentioned it. They like time traveling would have a universal effect rather than just here. Yeah. I never I I never thought about that until just now. It kinda it's kinda spooky to think about, bro, because it doesn't just affect Earth, it would affect everything. And I yeah, don't think yeah. I don't think the universe would allow for you to be able to do that. You know, imagine you we create a video game and we allow for the video game character that we allow for the video game character to like essentially, you know fuck with things and I, I don't i don't i don't see it but if you were to go back and choose a time to visit um we're gonna have to keep it on earth obviously because again you know i mean you could say mars i mean i guess yeah i guess for from what we know what would you go back and do for me if i was able to go back in time and i was able to like visit without interfering you guys know what i'm choosing bro i'm choosing the pyramids dog you know what i mean I'm trying to see if aliens created it or we got Egyptians are really just on some different type of shit, dude. It'd be, it's one of the most greatest mysteries ever, right? Not only do we ask ourselves how they created it, right? Because that's probably one of the biggest, like, how. But I want to know how they knew that that pyramid or those group of pyramids would match up with Earth's electrical grid. Now, you could say, everybody points to, everybody points to aliens, right? Every, like, everybody's quickest... It's aliens, right? But I kind of think that 
people back then, they operated at a different level than we do now. And so their technology would be very different from our technology. Like their technology would probably look like legit fucking magic to us. Which if you think about it, bro, the stuff that we do is like magic. You know, like Wi-Fi? Yeah, yeah. You can pull Wi-Fi out of the air and just hook yourself up to like a... Everybody can just hook themselves up to this thing out of thin air. I mean, if you if you explain that, like if... There's a lot of things we do, right? If you explain it, like if you say it out loud, it sounds like magic. It just straight up sounds like magic. Like cell phones, bro. I don't even know. The, the cell phones kind of freaked me out the other day because the fact that I can, you can be, remember when you were in Las Vegas? You can be in Vegas or Florida, almost at Florida. <laughs> you can be in uh, Florida, Vegas, and I could be here. And I could call you and just instantly talk to you. That to me, that that sounds like magic. If you say that out loud, bro, that sounds like magic. And I know it's not, and I know there's stuff that goes into it, but techno I think I think science and and like magic kind of go hand in hand a little bit, bro. And I think people are so like kind of brainwashed into thinking that it's not, that we kind of lost our way with certain things, which goes back to the Egyptians when I was talking about the pyramids, right? How they probably had technology that we just don't remember or that we kind of lost touch with and it kind of seems like a lot of our ancestors were in touch with certain things that we just don't remember or we kind of got brainwashed into like calling hippie shit or you know like the, the devil right so i would want to i would want to go back i would want to visit the pyramids what about you bro have you ever thought about that no not really but uh probably just as early as you can get just to see what's going on. Just to see like what, like everything looked like, and to see how drastically it changed from now until like way back when. Because um, like a week ago, mm -hmm. I think it was like a week ago. Uh, it's kind of like a long story short, but I found on Google Street what this apartment complex looked like before it was built. And like when you find it on Google Street, you go back to like 2017. Yeah. And this whole fucking thing is just nothing but grass and trees. And right. it's weird looking at that. And that so, was just a couple years ago. Yeah. Didn't? And that's yeah. just like a few years ago. And it's just something like so minimal, like a plot of land. Like imagine the world, but like it's at a grander scale. Natural to what the earth looked like. Oh, I bet it's creepy. You dude. see, just like, you know, I bet you the trees were taller. The water was like more pure. The, the sky know, grass, was clear. The mountains, everything. Yeah. Just to see what it like looked like back. I bet it would look before, so beautiful then. Before like anything like really fucked it up. If uh, if not the pyramids, I'd kind of want to spend like a couple nights just like observing the natives too, like just seeing how like those indigenous culture, you know. Yeah. I think it'd be hella tight to like just go see what was going on and how they operated and. Cause yeah, like it's cool that we have like Wi-Fi and stuff now, but like those times were, I feel like we're more simple to to, to our soul. Yeah, that it's kind of like, you know, bro. I mean, in a hunter gatherer society, like, bro, if you have an off day, it doesn't ruin your entire life. You know, maybe you have an off week, right? Maybe you don't feel good. Like back in like the hunter gatherer society, you weren't living check to check. You know, you, you could have an off week and your entire credit's not ruined. You know what I mean? So 
I think about that like with like any civilization, like a like old Western is like super recent, like nineteen forties, yeah, nineteen hundreds, like the beginning of the century. The old West people. I was talking to um. You just see like how like that they like other people like live and how their world operated and like it'd be cool to just have be like a fly on the wall or whatever just to see how all that stuff worked. They turn around. What's that fly on the wall doing? <laughs> especially like the wild west i was talking to somebody about this earlier last week how like they just seem like everything they everything about the wild west just seemed hella angry you know what i mean like everything just seemed like it was like spitting like tobacco and like hella anger and like i feel like they would be because like they were on like the brink of like a you know a breakthrough and they just weren't there yet so like everything probably was just like really inconvenient to them. Yeah, it's like they had horses, but they couldn't go faster than that. Like they had medicine, but it was like cocaine for a knee scrape. <laughs> they had clothes, but like they weren't good clothes. Like they had like kind of what we had, but just like yeah, not... but, but except with guns and anger problems. Yeah, but well, we have that too now. But I mean, it's not you know. But yeah, uh, so so still sticking with this old like you know space topic we got going we've talked about this before well, black holes now let me just tell you guys when i read this the other day that not only before we get into phoenix a because it is what we know of so far to be the biggest black hole or was well, a super massive black hole imagine like we call it a black hole and it's like super massive don't forget super massive sorry dude sorry phoenix a but when I found out those rogue ones that that move around the universe at, randomly and just like kind of sweep through, what what do you do? Like you just there's nothing you can do. That's insane. That there's just a fucking rogue black hole or rogue black holes going through the universe and there's literally nothing you can do, right? Like that is like actually like mind boggling to think that like we're just living right here on this rock. I know everybody says that, like, we're on a rock floating through space, which, but it's true, okay? We're just here, and at any moment, a rogue black hole can be like, oh, look, Earth, and just, like, like, Kirby us. Would we even know? I don't even think we would know, dude. We wouldn't see it coming. If it was a rogue one? Because by the time it got close to even do anything, like, you know, distance. Okay, let's say technology-wise, we've only, in the last... I'm going to take a guess here, but in the last 80 years, have we been able to even look out into space well enough to even probably notice it? So throughout mainly, throughout our main course of human history, we wouldn't know that a rogue black hole was on its way. For the majority of the time that we've been on this planet, bro, we wouldn't have known. So it all would have ended one day in a blink and none of us would even have known why. That's what that's what super excites me about this stuff, but it's scary. It's scary to think about. So, yeah. So, but I looked this up. Me and my nephew, uh, his name is Elijah. We were looking at space stuff one night. We come across, and I because I was telling him, I was like, hey, there's this super massive black hole. It's called Phoenix A. And I was telling him how big it is. But when you actually like read into this thing, so they consider Phoenix A a primordial black hole, right? Which basically, to like sum this up, it means that they believe it's one of the first to ever form after the Big Bang. 
Like that's how ancient this supermassive black hole is. Now imagine if the galaxy is how is as old as they say it is. This thing's been around for a very long time, bro. It's like basically considered a fossil, in my opinion. One of the facts that kind of like blew my mind is that it is around 100 billion times larger than our sun. So Phoenix A is 100 billion times larger than our sun. And to even wrap your head around that thought is something I don't think our brains are even meant to comprehend. And if you want to know the distance, because I was talking about rogue black holes, I don't, this one isn't a rogue black hole, but the, so Phoenix A is actually located 8.5 billion light years away from us. And it's actually located in the center of the Phoenix galaxy cluster. And it's the, another thing that you could add on to this is that it's 10% of the mass of the entire Milky Way galaxy. And currently, its mass increases by 60 suns per year. Now, that is that is just, I don't know what to say. Like, can you imagine? Like, we think the sun's big because it is. Like, the sun is massive and it's huge. And, but a hundred billion times bigger than the sun. I feel bad for whatever planets and galaxies that thing's surrounded by. So every year it gets bigger. So what happens like billions of years from now? It's just going to be get so it's big that what? Up. Someone compared it to a sponge, right? Like imagine you have a sponge in your hand and there's like hella holes on the sponge. And they, they think that's kind of what black holes are for the universe. Is that it absorbs and then pushes out whatever it absorbs. Whatever planet is near Phoenix A and is able to like observe this it must be jaw dropping. Like, it must be such jaw-dropping astronomy to even witness this thing. That, like, there, it's almost like when I was mentioning the rogue black holes. Like, what, what do you do? Like, seriously, like, what do you do when something that large is just sitting there? Well, good thing it's 8.5 billion light years away from us because the, everything about that, when I was reading about that, doesn't sound, doesn't sound good. And, um... Again, I said this in the beginning, one of the coolest facts about it is that it's so old that they they figured that it's amongst one of the first ones to form after the Big Bang. That alone is really fascinating because we're going to get into this towards the end of the night. But James, the James Webb Telescope, one of the things that it discovered, right, was it took pictures of like these six galaxies and they were already bigger. They were already a lot bigger and formed than we previously thought galaxies would be at that age in the galaxy. I think it was like 500 million years from the Big Bang. They were already like bigger and more formed, which changes a lot about what we think about astronomy, right? Because they were thinking that the galaxies wouldn't be so formed that close to the Big Bang. And those pictures kind of like blew a lot of people's minds. Well, one, it's kind of crazy how light can travel and exist for that long for us to see it. Like we're able to see light from like billions of light years away. It's actually like really cool that light can last that long and exist that long for us to see it. Because think about it. We're viewing it from the James Webb telescope, right? But we're viewing something billions of years in the past mm, yeah it might not even exist at this point yeah it might not even exist now a black hole could uh 
ate it, it could have collided with another galaxy or something happened. Something happened to where it probably doesn't exist now, but we're viewing it now, but we're viewing it as it was billions of years ago, but in the present moment, like those two things, that's just like insane to even grasp. And bringing that up, right? So bringing up the fact that these things are a lot bigger and more formed than we previously thought, would it kind of makes me question if there even is a beginning or a dawn. Like, could there could there be a scenario in a lot of people's minds where there is no beginning? There is no end. There is no beginning. It just goes on forever and it will continue to go on forever. And it's just a big, huge forever playground. I think that's what we're going to find out if we build something stronger than the James Webb telescope. And when we do, because right, this is, this won't be the the best telescope we put out in space. We're, we're going to put out a better one. We're going to, we're going to find out some things. And when we do, I believe what we're going to find out is that what we thought is the big bang, there, there will be more. So just like when I was talking to you guys about Phoenix a or time travel or black holes in general, I feel like that will be something that we should be prepared for. Like there's no beginning, there's no end. Where does that leave us in the grand scheme of everything? It makes you feel pretty small, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, when you, when, if you got told straight up, like, Hey, there is no end and there's no beginning. This just goes on forever. How would you be able to grasp that dude? Isn't there already like uh, a theory that that's the case anyway? We're like, we're just expanding into nothing and we're going to just continue to expand into nothing. Yeah, that is one of the theories. Um, another really, really, really popular one is that everything kind of goes at a curve. So at some point, you think you're going on for eternity, but you end up just looping back. Right. I'll, I'll send you the video for it later, but essentially like you're kind of traveling at a curve. And it just ends up looping you back. There's also the holographic universe where they believe it's in the shape of a donut, which that'd be kind of funny because somebody was clearly hungry when they designed that. You got the fact that our brains, like, you know, there's like infinity, like numbers just go on forever, right? I think it's essentially that like you, the, I don't believe the universe is finite, meaning because finite is there's an end. There's like a, like you, there's a clear end. And I just like the time traveling thing, I don't think it's designed for there to be a clear end because how do you explain what's on the other side of end? Like, how do you... Yes, there's the end, but what's that then? Like, I don't think we're designed for that type of questioning. You know, like when someone says, like, well, if God created us, who created God? That's a great question. That's an actual great question. And people seem to... Like, a lot of religious people will brush that off, right? They will brush that off and be like, well... He was just here. That sounds like life, doesn't it? Like it was just here. It's always been here. That's what that sounds like to me. I was talking to some coworkers of mine and we were talking about like, you know, just God and the universe in general. And I was like, hey, I'm not really, I'm not really a religious person here, but the concept in the Bible that like God made us in his image, I always really like resonated with that because that's what we do with everything we create. When we create things, we either make it in our image or stuff that we like. And, you know, the person I was talking to was like, oh, don't say create. Only God can create. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, we, you know, we invent. God creates. 
and venting is creating them. So, you know what I mean? But sorry. Like what is that even supposed to mean? That's what I thought. That's what I said. And, I, and, and, and again, I don't like to get disrespectful about people's beliefs and religions, you know, sometimes. But it's okay to question things. But like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, if somebody says something really stupid and they hide it behind the guise of, like, religion, I'm just not supposed to question now because that's disrespectful to your religion. No, bro. Like, creating is inventing. And inventing is creating. He tried to separate Unless the two. they mean, like, by creating, you just literally pull it out of thin air. And then inventing is what we do, is we take objects that he created and then turn it into something else. That's what, I think that's what they mean, but. Okay, which is, mm-hmm. But we create life, too. Yeah. A man and a woman create life, which then that life creates life, and that life may decide to not want to create life, right? And that's the beauty of life. So I've always resonated with the whole, like, God made us in his image part because that is kind of what is happening, right? Something created him. He went around searching for answers, or she went around searching for answers, and then created us, and now that's what we're doing. And that's what the universe is doing. The universe doesn't have an end or a beginning. It's just been creating and things appear. And that's the only way in this, any of this makes sense, right? I know you guys, when you were kids and if you were forced to go to church, right? You, you said to yourself like, but then who created God? And every adult in your life would give you like a really, really rude answer. But it's a really good question. Because if he created us in his image and, and bro, the, he, whatever created us gave us the power to create. Because everything that you're seeing right now, well, I don't know if you guys on the camera can see it. And clearly the people who are listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts can see it. But I'm looking at a table. I'm looking at a camera mic. This came from someone's thought. Someone said, oh, we should create this. And they manifested it into a physical object. That's the power of creating. And whoever created us gave us that power. Which I think is amazing, dude. Honestly, and they were talking about bringing the woolly mammoth back. Like scientists are already. No, they yeah they are. Yeah, they're gonna bring the woolly yeah. mammoth back. I mean, bro, that's playing God right there. I mean, that's essentially playing God, and you're literally bringing back something that's extinct. Bring back the dodo. Well, it's too. not gonna be like a like a full one hundred percent copy. It's gonna be mixed in with another elephant right? yeah like another yeah. breed of an elephant that's the closest relative to that so it's not going to be like the the 100 woolly mammoth that you know roamed the earth back then but it's going to be like, like close pretty close to it yeah that's going to be fascinating I and mean, if we could pull it off that is some real jurassic park type shit i mean that really is some real jurassic park type shit and it's actually kind of scary because if this works i mean you're going to be able to do it for other things right i don't Clearly. remember exactly how they, they got killed off in the first place but i can imagine that if we do bring it back, it's probably not going to... How would we get it to survive again? You, it would have to be a cold climate, right? I would assume so. And where would you even have these things live? Does Rome, Alaska, or Canada or Because we already have that issue with like cold habitat animals now with like polar bears and you know penguins and whatever that need like that cold climate to live. You're going to put a woolly mammoth there that... I don't know. Yeah, but yeah they not, are doing that. So they're crazy. not going to have it in California for sure. That'd be funny as fuck. Like at a zoo and, and it's like sweating and stuff. Like I can see us doing that. That's the sad part of our humans is we're so we're such retards when it comes to that. Like clearly when you go to SeaWorld, like clearly this fucking killer world doesn't want to be here. You know, and it's like performing and doing tricks. Like, you know, like, and everybody's cheering. Like it's cool, right? But at the same time, like clearly this killer world doesn't want to be here. And clearly it looks like it's going to snap at any moment. Like, you know, when their fins, Justin, are, like, hella, like, bent and, like, sideways. 
sorry, like I want my kids to have fun too, but I also don't want my kids to see a killer whale with a with its fin all bent and Daddy, why is it crying? <laughs> Cause it doesn't belong here. You know, like it but yeah. We do essentially play God. And it's kind of funny because it, me saying that doesn't really necessarily mean that God's not real. God is is most likely real or whatever, you know, or whoever created us. And they probably had the same questions, my guys. They probably had the same thoughts. They probably thought, hey, where did I come from? Who created me? Look at what I can do. Like I can create planets and I can put people on these planets and everything has a design. And, you know, I, I, I'm excited for the future of science and I'm excited for the future of thinking because for the longest time, bro, we weren't even allowed to say these type of things. And our people are so weird that like you couldn't even say this shit back in the day without being burned at the stake. You know, like the devil, because oh, I question things. You know, the way me and you talked to us, and we would have been, like, beat by our fucking dads back in the day and, like, killed. Like, there's no... Bro, people kind of do that already, like, now. They're just not as severe. And, like, I mean, they... You can, like, question, like, the stupidest shit and, like, l lose your fucking job. So, I mean, it's not... I mean, it's different, but it's not that different. There's always going to be the mob. And the mob, unfortunately, at the moment, I think I know what you're getting at with that. And the mob right now is the lefties, bro. They're the, they're the biggest mob right now, but... The point is, you that's like the whole basis of science is questioning things, right? Like we 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 make a hypothesis, we make a theory, we you know we we think something might be this way, and then you know, hey, turns out it's not. And science is allowed to grow and change, right? That's why a lot of things that are being said, you shouldn't just have a definitive answer for it. But like, hey, this is what we think. You know, things could change, right? Um, but yeah, and I'm excited for the future of it. It's, it's a scary thing, though, and I think we as a people, it's only going to get scarier, man. It's only going to get way more advanced, way more unknown as things start to get, like, figured out with these, you know, James Webb-type telescopes and, you know, people as they as we advance with, like, our IQs. And I just want us to be prepared for that. Like, I don't... That's kind of one of the reasons why I don't want to have kids, bro. And I know that's been, like, a... It's been weighing on my mind a lot, but like one of the reasons I don't want to have kids is because I don't really want to bring them into a world that's like really naive and dumb. You know, I want to bring my kid into a world where I know this world won't fail them. And that's been something I've been struggling with when it comes to having kids. Like I, you know, like I see you guys, you guys have kids, beautiful kids, smart, intelligent little kids. Yeah, but I have that. I have the same thought too, dude. And it must, be, and I don't know they how you talk do about it. about like being, you know, in like 2050 or something, like there's going to be unhabitable places that like, you know, that are too hot. Yeah. And then like, you know, what if like 70 years from now, everyone has to live on like this certain side of this because like the fucking ozone is like fried or, you know, just yeah. stupid stuff. The way AI is, the way everything's going to be like literally a whole different world like 50 years from now. Scary and, to think about. And these guys have to grow up in that. And, you know, yes, they didn't ask to grow up in that, but they they have to know. So, you know, it's been something I've been struggling with, man. I Having kids is a beautiful thing, but at the same time, like, do I want to put my seed out here knowing that this world will fucking fail them? Because, I, just like the movie Don't Look Up. You know, I can teach my kid everything and teach my kid how to be smart and educated and loving towards nature and earth. But that's not the vibe people give off here, bro. 
you know it's not the fucking vibe that this earth gives and you know and everything is kind of based in like fear and and pushing agendas and i just i don't want my kid to be a part of that bro and if and i and if i do end up having kids i hope i hope they learn something from me to where you know they're able to to disassociate with that type of thinking and kind of just help bring up the consciousness of our planet because that's the only way we're going to succeed that's the only way we're going to be traveling to different planets and learning things and accepting new ideas and growing that's the only way and if that that doesn't happen you're gonna again you're gonna have these little private companies that control everything and everybody else gets to get fed the scraps so but yeah that is episode 107 guys thank you for joining me um Thank you. For, again, I, I want to give a big shout out to the people on the audio platforms. Um, there's been a couple of weeks where like the numbers were really low, but then recently you guys have been killing it, bro. And the numbers have been doing great on there. If you guys um, don't watch like full podcasts, catch me on Instagram reels, catch me on TikTok. I, I post clips like every day. The last couple of weeks I've been kind of lagging because, you know, some personal shit going on in my life. But yeah, most of the time I'm like there. I'm, I'm posting a clip like every day. I'm sharing this cool experience with you guys. And like I said in the beginning, it's a different backdrop, but it's because there isn't going to be not the podcast today, you know? So it's just one of those things. You you actually sent me a tweet the other day that from a guy who was talking about like, I won't be out grinded. I won't be. It's kind of true, dude. In a sense, it's kind of true, dude. And I'm one of those people that, like, uh, there's a word that I'm trying to find. Um, there's a word that I'm trying to use. Um, consistency matters. And it's not just with podcasting, but it's with your life in general. Like, if you aim for something, and it's whether it's to be a good dad or a good family member, or you're just trying to be a good citizen in general, consistency is one of the most important things ever. And if you show people that you're consistent and that you're willing to like put in the work, everything else comes with it. There's never, and maybe there is, right? But not a long sustaining success. There's nobody who's successful long-term who doesn't put in the work and isn't consistent. There's, there's people who are like maybe famous or big for a couple of years and they fall off because again, consistency. There's parents who might be good parents for the first couple of years, but long term, the kids are going to fucking hate you by the time they're 30 because you're not consistent with what you're doing. And uh, yeah, but that is episode 107, guys. Until next time, peace.